The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day guys, welcome to Behind the Scenes, I'm your host Summer Helene and we are having one hell of a week in Hollywood. Netflix is taking a terrible, terrible nosedive, not that we don't love Netflix, but they are doing anything they can to bail themselves out from the hell that they've created. Uh, Courtney Stodden is having a baby because suddenly we're supposed to give a shit. I, I, I don't know why I was traumatized when she married uh, Doug Hutchinson. And, of course, we are on with Paul Michael Bolin, who you'll like better than you like me. Welcome to the show, Paul. Welcome. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, oh, the guy from the Green Mile, right? Yeah, yeah. He married the 16-year-old girl that then did, mm-hmm. that then she did a um, pornographic movie, and now they have a baby. I remember right, right? And it killed his career, yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Uh, but yeah, that wasn't uh, that wasn't a relationship that was pretty much destined for failure. Well, they're still married and they're having a baby. Oh God, they're breeding. All right, they're breeding. Well. Yeah. But then again, look, Honey Boo Boo had five. Anyone that's seen Idiocracy, I think not only this election, but the fact mm-hmm. that these people are breeding proves this is where we're headed. No, for those of you that haven't seen it, watch the movie Idiocracy. Yeah, it's not a documentary. But it could uh, be. <laughs> it is a, a wonderful film by Mike Judge, you know, creator of Beavis and Butthead and currently Silicon Valley. It's a brilliant, brilliant film and glaringly accurate for the future that we have created for ourselves. Um, Hollywood is basically fucked right now. There's there's a whole bunch going on. Everything's merging completely with the internet. And the uh, internet companies are trying to swipe executives from the studios and the studios are trying to figure out how to uh, stay afloat. So that's what's going on in Hollywood world. I went shooting yesterday, um, which is something I'm not I'm not known for. And I think I kept getting hit with shell casings. I, th- I think the casings knew I was a Democrat because they were mm-hmm. all flying me consistently. I have yeah, a lump on my special head. green homing shells. Yeah. yeah, the homing casings. Yeah, that's what the, they, do. They, they go after the, they go after the Democrats around. Um, it's. Really, it, it, I mean, it, it's a hell of a thing. I, I, I really want to bring up some of this stuff that's going on, but the truth is I don't want to give air to it. I mean, the, we've got the bullshit going on with the election. Right, 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 got, right. Only four days left, and this will be our last show before the election, so. Yep, and so next I do week, have to. We will tell you. Yeah, next, by next week, we will know if we got, how did South Park put it? It was a giant douche or a turd sandwich. Pretty much. We will know. Um, we will know who we got and why. For those uh, of you that are writing in, and we've gotten lots of write-ins about our political talk on here. Uh, I'm voting for Hillary Clinton. Paul's voting for Donald Trump, and both of us are voting that way because Bernie Sanders didn't win. Pretty much. So that answers those questions. Anderson mm-hmm. Cooper life's is. Life's <laughs> complicated. Exactly. We both went opposite ways because we didn't like the uh, original result. 
Anderson Cooper called out Melania Trump uh, for battling internet bullies. Basically, it, it's really, really ironic that Melania Trump is belittling people, the bully people on the internet, and he suggested she start at home. Uh, yeah, I... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not defending that. No, there's, 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 there's nothing to defend. I just, I feel bad for Melania Trump. And I, I, in, like, in bed at 3 o'clock in the morning, assuming she's right next to him. I know. Oh. It's, it's uh, just, it's, it's just bloody shocking. But I do have to say, if Donald Trump wins, even though Melania Trump, you can all find her naked on the internet, she will make a mm-hmm. much prettier first lady than Bill Clinton. Well, that at least we can agree on. Yeah, that we can, that we can agree on. We've got a November's big supermoon coming, and people are killing black cats in preparation for this because people are assholes. No, they're not. I love people. There are just a few apparently psychopaths that um, I, I have. I They're sacrificing black cats um, in some sort of ritual because of the supermoon that's coming up. And this is just kind oh, of shocking. Okay, well, that me. makes sense. Oh right, that—that's what I figured, and I'm—I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm—I'm I'm an animal rights activist. I'm really into animal rights, kids' rights, human rights, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm and, a, and I'm a—I'm a cat person. What the heck? And you're a cat, <laughs> and, and we've all heard about Paul's cat. That is an ongoing subject of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know why people are doing this. I don't know where it comes into their mind that do you know that the way to celebrate this is to is it to an kill this challenge, people? like the ice bucket challenge. Uh, no, it's not like the ice bucket challenge. Okay, okay, People so are taking these cats, they're killing them, and hanging them upside down by their tails around Griffith Park in Los Angeles, California. Oh, God. Yeah. So I have a few friends of mine. Uh, I have a friend of mine, Jared Fiora, who's an MMA fighter, who offered to go a few rounds with anybody that wants to kill a cat. So if you can beat him, you're welcome to kill a cat. That's his well, new how about just any of the pounds or any of the uh, adoption services just put a moratorium on black cats, on adopting out black cats until after the moon has passed? And I think that is a really, really good idea. Um, mm-hmm. We had Michael Vick They're contact like- us trying to get on this show. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> so, no, it's fine. What did you say? We'll come back to other assholes oh. and animals. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, it's just, yeah, because they're normally not, you know, if they had a black cat for 15 years, you know, that's how rare is that. But how many people have a black cat and they're going out and finding them, right? Yep. Where are they going to find them? Cause, you the know, pound. Don't, yeah. I, I agree. I mm-hmm. think the pound needs to kind of put a stop to this and say, you know what, we're not doing until after this moon. Uh, you, you can't adopt a cat. And by the way, if you come in here in black clothing and a pentagram, you're not getting a cat at all. Yeah. But, um, yeah. <laughs> at least until after the supermoon. So that's the weirdness that's going on this week. We had Michael Vick contact us to see if he could be on this show. Oh, come on. Bring him on. Bring him on. Bring him on. Hell no. That, that again, ended with my friend uh, Jared Fiore saying, cool, he and I can go a couple of rounds. Um, and if he can beat my on, MMA fighter friend, <laughs> he can, he can come on out. the show. Come on. Yeah, I, I, I can't do it. He's trying to recover his career because every penny he's making is being paid in, rest- in restitutions right now. And he can't get any endorsements. And so he's really trying to rebuild his image. And he's been contacting us since we, did, we were doing a show in Arizona, trying to get on um, 
different film projects, different animal projects, different charity projects. And I'm involved with a lot of animal projects and kids projects. And Michael fucking Vic contacted me mm-hmm. to want to know if he could do this. I don't think so, buddy. <laughs> like, you're, you're kidding, right? Again, but I do have my MMA fighter friend. I who, still who say let him know, us. let him, but let him know he's coming into unfriendly territory. <laughs> All right, I, I will respond and say you can come on, man. But yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah. you're going to come on. You know, no, we don't. We're not saying yes. We're not saying no at this time. But just, you know, we're just going to sleep on it. <laughs> but decide if you want to come on our show. It's eighteen and over. We can say what we want. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about the record, uh, Michael Vick, you're a big giant douchebag. <laughs> Please come on our show. <laughs> See, now I feel bad for telling him no. Speaking of animal lovers, we have the amazing Stacy Blanchett on the show today. I'd love to welcome Stacy to the show. You came in. So I'm I'm so sorry that was your segue, Stacy, but that that he. he <laughs> I just Stacey, can't believe there? he contacted us to be on the show. <laughs> oh, thank you very much for having me. How are you guys? We're good. We're good. I'm, I'm sorry the uh, Michael Vick tirade was your, your segue into the show. You know, and I actually have a different point of view on that because I actually think that uh, people should be given second chances. I mean, I, for one, would be very interested to hear what he actually has to say. All right, yeah, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm getting... to say that. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm because, I, I mean, why, I, I don't know, I just think it's very interesting that Michael Vick would want to be part of, you know, the animal community. I mean, what a great person to have done what he did, tell people why he did it, <clears throat> go to jail for it, get kicked out of the NFL for it, come back, and then be partnered with a guy from the Humane Society who runs the Humane Society. And they're like best friends and travel the country. So I, I actually would be very interested to hear his whole take on the dogfighting world. I mean, like, what is that all about? I've never, it's not, my, it's not my world, so I don't understand it. But it's like, really, why does anyone want to do that? I mean, what's, what's great about that? Yeah, I'm not even a dog well, person. When, I don't think it's right. When, when I spoke with him a couple of years ago, um, he said it was because, what's a nice way of saying this? Basically, he grew up with it, he thought it was okay, and he had no empathy for the animals themselves. And, you know, I've, I've got a lot of therapist friends, I've got, I've got a lot of friends that say you can't grow that kind of empathy. So, there's, there's actually a little backlash. I, I love the dog barking in the background as if to emphasize this. <laughs> like, um, there's, there's a lot of backlash around Hollywood specifically towards him because he um, has, has done this to animals and has mm-hmm. done this to so many, to so many people. Um, well, you know, and his, it's so, so offensive. I think if he even shows up on the football field, I think people are very irate about it. They think he should have never been given another chance yeah. to play football. I mean, I mean, there was there's really intense. I mean, there are people that murder people and get a second chance. I know a guy here in San Diego has an organization called Second Chance, and it's all about getting giving convicted criminals a second chance at jobs and stuff like that. So. Um, you know, I mean, everybody should get a second chance at something. I, I do agree with that. I think the main distinction here when you're dealing with Michael Vick 
is it's not that he killed one dog, it's that he killed hundreds. And a, a murderer may get a second chance, but a serial killer doesn't. And that's very true. That is, that is a very good point. Yes, a serial killer does not usually get a second chance. A, a serial killer does not. And when you kill um, hundreds of, jo- of dogs over a decade it, by electrocution, by hanging, um, hang them for trees and shoot them for fun, I think that is a very different – it takes a very different mm. kind of human being. And I think the negative attitude that goes towards Michael Vick has more to do with um, the brutality of his actions because there are people that have uh, been involved in dogfighting that have done things like that that have come back from it. But they didn't invest the money, the time, and didn't um, – have the same level of brutality. Yeah, he participated. I think he actually killed a lot of those dogs himself. He did um, when they lost. <clears throat> yeah, I, I still think I would be, I would be curious to see what he has to say. I really would. I'd, I'd, I'd run him through the fire. I'd, I'd really be curious to see what he had to say. Yeah, I'd like interview. to see how he justifies it. You know, and there is that. And of course, anyone uh, does the name Ron Mexico mean anything to anyone here? No, who's who's Ron Mexico? That's the alias he used. Uh, to try and hide the fact that he gave somebody herpes. Yes. Agreed. I didn't know that one. I knew about the Derek Jeter herpes incident. I did not know about him. Yeah, Ron Mexico. That 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 is pretty interesting, um, but her, herpes is pretty rampant in Hollywood. That's that's not something that uh, that is is really common knowledge outside, but it's pretty freaking rampant. So to my friends in Hollywood, darling, stop sleeping with each other. Um, when we come back from the break, we are going to be talking. We're going to have Dr. Russ on, be talking about weight loss, talking about what it takes to get healthy, get gorgeous. And when we come back, we're going to be talking with the amazing Stacey Blanchett about the Oscars, the Emmys, fashion, film, and everything Hollywood. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with Paul Michael Boland. We are on with Stacey Blanchett. And when we come back, we will be on with Dr. Russ talking about all things Hollywood. This is Behind the Scenes. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. What voice guides your sexual needs and desires, yours or others? The Sexual Voice with host Jessica Ford is the show to lead you to a happier, healthier, and more fruitful sexual self. Let Jessica help you find your own unique voice to express sexual feelings, gain confidence, and to appreciate your own needs and desires. Listen live every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. There is a sexual voice inside of everyone. Come discover yours. We know that you're looking for more. You want a more fulfilling life and don't know how to free yourself from the proverbial rut. Tune in to Wake Up and Listen with co-hosts Don Burnett and Dr. Don. With engaging discussion and some fun too, Don and Dr. Don will help you bring harmony into your life, improve your relationships, release those fears, and get you unstuck. Wake Up and Listen can be heard live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you found the beauty inside of you? 
Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day guys, welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with Paul Michael Bowen and Stacey Blanchett. I wish to God we would just record what we talk about during the breaks, because sometimes <laughs> I think it's better than the show. We are going to have Dr. Russ on. Dr. Russ, I'm going to tell you, is my personal doctor. Um, I put on a whole bunch of weight. Uh, for those that don't know, I have lupus. So I've been through steroid shots and all kinds of stuff and put on a bunch of weight. Dr. Russ is my personal doctor. He wrote the Palm Springs Diet, and he's getting me back to my Victoria's Secret body. I want to welcome on Dr. Russ. Thank you, Summer. Thank you for having me, and uh, uh, thank you for being my patient. Uh, One of my uh, areas of interest uh, within internal medicine is uh, bariatrics. I in fact, I'm certified by the American Society of uh, Bariatrics Physicians. And uh, I, I know that uh, one uh, question that many people have is, uh, what can they do to lose weight? And you basically asked me that question. And yep. I, I would say that instead of the top three things people can do, it's the top ten things. And uh, by that I mean... Get healthy, healthy eating, uh, exercise, uh, and of course rest is, is important. But the the main uh, thing people can do to lose weight is to get healthy. Okay. Um, now you wrote a book called The Palm Springs Diet. I've read That's the book. Right. For those of you out there, it is a fantastic book. Go out and get it. I started the diet a week ago and I lost six pounds this week. So that was, and and I just, I I wasn't even following it as well as I should have been, and I lost weight. Um, What makes the Palm Springs diet different? Summer, uh, what what makes it uh, uh, different uh, as opposed to uh, other diets? uh, And I'm I'm talking about uh, paleo diets here, paleolithic diets, Hunter gatherer; uh, those are all synonymous. Um, and how does uh, the Palm Springs diet differ from those other paleo diets? Well, you might think that Palm Springs, uh, calling it the Palm Springs diet, is about um, oh the luminaries that resided uh, Marilyn Monroe, 
Cary Grant and, and others to this day who ha- have made Palm Springs their home. But actually, the Palm Springs diet, um, and this is what distinguishes it, drew inspiration from the native uh, inhabitants of this area, the, um, the Agua Caliente Band of Cahuilla Indians. And, uh, well, what's special about them is they're um, what we would call Stone Age surrogates. Uh, they, they lived in existence of hunter-gatherers, and uh, they would migrate up the mountains for those who have been to Palm Springs or familiar with. Uh, during the summer, they would hunt and eat uh, pinion pine nuts and, and uh, hunt, hunt and gather. And then during the winter, they would come down the mountain and uh, hunt and gather. And uh, so we drew uh, for the Palm Springs diet inspiration from these people. And uh, I would say the other thing that uh, distinguishes us is that we have uh, three unique principles. Uh, one is variety. Uh, eat uh, a large variety of foods. Uh, secondly, uh, you want to, and you're free to eat as much as you want. Uh, and thirdly, provided you stick with the, uh, the with healthy foods. And uh, you mentioned the book. Uh, there's complete food lists, uh, the do's and don'ts. There are recipes. Uh, there are meal plans uh, included in the book. Now, I have to tell you guys, Dr. Russ has very, very, very kindly said he's going to come on the show and I'm going to let you guys write in your questions for next week for Dr. Russ. Get them in to me by Wednesday or Thursday. I'll submit them to him. He can choose which questions he wants to answer on next week's show. And we're going to talk throughout the rest of the season about how to lose weight, how to get healthy, and how to do it the right way. Because let's face it, everyone in Hollywood is crash dieting. And that is a terrible, terrible, terrible way to live. I know I was a model. I've done it. Um, I've done everything from binge and purge to um, Weight Watchers to everything. And, you know, I, I weighed 98 pounds soaking wet when I was modeling, between 98 and 120. I put on a bunch of weight after using um, pregnisone and dealing with some lupus-related issues. And the food that is in this book and the things that it tells you to do are natural they're not going to affect anything else you're doing. You're not drugging yourself. You're not poisoning yourself. You're not starving yourself. So this is a healthy way to do it because one of the most frequent questions we get asked on this show is how to lose weight, how to look good on the red carpet. Well, being thin and gorgeous is great, but killing yourself for it isn't. So if you guys have questions for Dr. Russ, I want you to write in. I'll give the questions to him and he can choose what he wants to answer next week. Dr. Russ, thank you so much for being on the show and telling us about the Palm Springs diet. I do want to ask you, um, you when, when you created this diet, I didn't realize actually that it was named after the Indians. The only thing I really knew about Agua Caliente was that they had a casino and I, uh-huh. my grandmother lost a lot of money there. Um, uh-huh. how, how soon typically do people see results with this diet? Well, I should, it's not really a diet. It's a lifestyle change. I mean, it's a food change. 
Yes, Summer. Uh, once you uh, change your eating habits, you'll you'll see results immediately. Uh, there's a, a danger in losing the weight too quickly, but generally uh, a safe rate of loss uh, of weight loss would be between five and ten pounds a month. Uh, if you lose it more quickly than that, uh, you can risk gallstones, hardening of the arteries. Uh, it can start having an impact on your health. But uh, um, I, I don't like using the word diet uh, because that implies deprivation. Uh, I prefer healthful eating, and, and that's what we describe in the book. And if you're overweight, you're going to uh, lose weight uh, and at the same time eat, eat a healthy diet and you're going to become healthier. Um, and we have, uh, over the years, uh, helped many, many people lose, lose weight uh, following this diet. Well, I look forward to talking to you next week. I know I've already got people writing in questions this week. I'm going to submit them to you and say thank you so much for coming on. I'm going to have a whole bunch of questions for you next week. Is there anything okay. where, tell everyone, where can they find this book? Where is the best place to find it? Uh, the Palm Springs Diet is available on Amazon. So jump on Amazon.com. Um, I know I'm mad at them about their movies right now, but it's still a great place to get diet books and shoes. Check out the Palm Springs Diet. Guys, you will feel better. You will have more energy. And let's face it, in the entertainment industry, we all want more energy and we all want to feel better. <laughs> Dr. Ross, thank you so much for being on. Yes, Summer, you're quite welcome. Thank you for the opportunity. I look forward to uh, working with you and uh, getting you down to that ideal weight. Well, thank you for helping me get my Victoria's Secret body back. I look forward to having you on again next week. And we've already got people writing in questions. So I know they're going to have a whole bunch of questions for you. My assistant, Lex, will send him the questions, guys. So I'm not picking them. He gets to, he'll pick the ones he wants to answer. Thank you, Dr. Russ, for being on the show. And we'll be back with Dr. Russ's diet tips next week. Thank you, Summer. Thank you, Alexis. Bye-bye. Now, I have to tell you guys, Dr. Russ is fantastic. Since I've been with him and he's been looking after me, um, I'm not getting sick anymore. I can catch a cold and not end up in the hospital. He's the best doctor I've ever had, period. And so I dragged him on here because I know everyone's trying to lose weight. And I know, you know, I, that's one of the more uh, common questions that we get write-ins for the show about is how to lose weight and how to get healthy. Um, now I know Stacey, you've worked with models, so you know, it's an ongoing problem, that battle in the industry. <laughs> Look, you know, one of the big stories that just came out this past week was that Gigi Hadid was too heavy to do Tommy Hilfinger show. Yep. I mean, I don't know how stick figure that girl is, but that should tell everybody how tiny you really have to be to be able to do runway modeling. I mean, it has been the same industry standard since day one back in the 1960s. They get to be size zero, five, nine, and up. I don't see that changing anytime soon. I mean, I think what he said, he had to dress her in a poncho because he couldn't fit her in any of the clothes that the other models were wearing. 
And that's and that's bloody shocking. Um, but we do. We get we get so many write-ins about how to look good, how to lose weight. So I I called my doctor and asked him to come on the show because he's been helping me. And he not only is helping me with weight loss, but he's getting me healthy. And I think that's something that people need to start paying attention to mm-hmm. is the health factor, not just the weight loss. Because I've had friends of mine that were models die. I mean, the whole binge and purge is its what exists. And at 98 pounds, I was considered too heavy. I had a shape. Hence, I was an underwear model. I was 98 pounds and too fat for runway. Wow. So it's, yeah, it's it's pretty shocking what they put the girls <clears throat> it is through. Shocking. Which and is, some of them, I, I, there, there was a girl that did a um, fashion shoot for me in Paris. And when I sent the clothes, they were size zero for her to wear in the fashion shoot. And when I got the pictures back, I thought they looked a little on the funny side. And it turns out that she was even smaller than a size zero. And they had to clip the back of my clothes to put on her. That's <laughs> Which, awful. I just... I was like, how do you become a negative zero is beyond me. But that's, I, I couldn't believe it. And she is rail thin in Paris, rail thin. That's, and, that's I mean, just so awful. I just, that's just, but, you know, she seems, she seems fine. I mean, I just don't know. It's, it's a hard one for me, to, you know, because there's some people, I have friends that are naturally tiny. And, you know, they eat like, like there's no tomorrow. So then I have people like, you know, that just eat too much and then are overweight that should be a lot smaller. And I think it's very important that what your doctor said is that it's not, I don't know if the word diet works anymore. I think people are yeah. starting to get a little bit smarter and want to do healthy living. Exactly. I'm even noticing I, that in restaurants. Yeah, restaurants, everything's healthy. Farm to table is a new thing. Um, people want to grow their own vegetables, I and mean, you've got the community gardens going up all over the place. Kids' school lunches exactly. are changing. It's really it, there's a shift happening. There really is, and and it's cultural. And that was so. My response to everyone that wrote in and asked how to look good and lose weight for the red carpets. I'm bringing Dr. Russ on, and we're going to talk about healthy ways to do mm-hmm. this because. I'm telling you girls that are writing into me, I've done the binge and purge. It doesn't work. It's going to kill you. You lose your teeth. You lose your hair. This isn't the way you want to go. There's no reason to die to be thin. Now, I I know you've worked with a ton of models. When we come back from break, I want to talk to you about being red carpet ready, what you think of the modeling industry now, and what it's (laughs) like to have your window into Hollywood. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with Paul Michael Bolin and Stacey Blanchett. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Attention. If you're a parent, educator, social worker, or civic or religious leader, the most important program you'll hear this week is Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Host Opal Singleton and her guest show how our children and others are being dangerously lured by predators through the dark web, social media apps, and games. Beyond that, the program looks at trends in human trafficking and more. You'll never think of the Internet the same way again. Listen Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Hoarding has become a tremendous issue worldwide, not just for those who hoard, but for the people who love and care about them. On Take Back Your Life, when your things are taking over, host Elaine Birchall helps you to understand and get unstuck from the clutter in your life, no matter how severe. Our program brings you practical strategies to help you get started and maintain your goals. Listen live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Where are you getting your advice on buying, selling, or maintaining your most important asset, your home? Is it from a reality show on cable TV, a comparison website, or are you just flying by the seat of your pants and gut instinct? Stop now before you make another move. Tune into Real Real Estate Today with host and realtor Deb Tomorrow. You can't afford to play guesswork when it comes to your new or existing home. Listen every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day guys, welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with Paul Michael Bolin, who you'll like better than you like me, and Stacey Blanchett. Talking about Hollywood, we're talking about weight loss, we're talking about fashion, we're talking about everything that goes on behind the scenes. I do want to give a quick shout out. The name of that diet, to the people that just wrote in, is the Palm Springs Diet. Um, it does work really, really well. It's all about healthy living and clean eating. Um, to the girls that have written in and said, I want to lose weight, please do it that way and cut the binging and purging bullshit because you're going to lose your teeth. Just just be vain about it. Don't lose your teeth and hair. Mm. Um, <laughs> switching gears, you've dressed people for all kinds of stuff. I mean, really, it, there's, there's not a red carpet that you haven't seen. That is actually true. <laughs> And, um, I'm, I'm, and I'm the lucky one, too, because I don't actually dress models for the red carpet. You know, I mean, there's a difference between dressing the models for the red carpet and dressing celebrities for the red carpet because celebrities are not models, and so they're not built like models. So a lot of times, you know, they'll be, they're doing all kinds of stuff to get red carpet ready, but models are red carpet ready 100% of the time, always. Yep. It's true. Well, their whole job is the red carpet. Now, yeah, I mean it is. It's, I mean, it, they just a model always looks the best. You know, I always tell people because I'm in the mag. You know, I work for the magazine Trent Privé magazine, and people always tell me how come you never have heavy models. And I said, look, the magazine business is driven by money. If people want to see heavy models, then buy the magazines that have the heavy models in it, and stop buying the magazines that don't. One and thing with change uh, their model. Yeah. Well, one thing, clothes look better on, on thinner women because it hangs yeah, better. Even, yeah. even when I was, you know, fat as a match, I was skinny as a rail. I always had a tushy and a waist. Nothing laid, nothing laid flat. Who, what, who is you know, your favorite kind of person to dress? Wow. You know, if I say it, it's going to just sound so bad. But I, I just, I, when I first started doing dressing, 
I would dress it on, on uh, my clients, friends of mine. And then when I moved into doing editorials and I put my clothes on models that were like six feet, size zero, it's just, it's a whole nother ball game. I mean, it's like the clothes just take on a completely different meaning. It was like, I, I just couldn't believe it. And um, I'd have to say it, it goes, my favorite kind of person to dress is somebody who really just loves clothes and I, I get to work with them. I like to really work with somebody, you know, going over what their body is, going over fabrics and textures and, you know, what, what do they feel like wearing, what's their favorite color um, so that I know, you know, because when you are in your favorite color, you walk different. You carry yourself different. You feel different about yourself, and that it, it really does show. I can always tell when I'm looking at the red carpet because I look at every red carpet. I'm I'm on the TV with my popcorn, watching every single red carpet show there is, and I'm always noticing which ones love the dress that they're wearing and which ones don't like the dress that they're wearing. It shows. How can you tell? I'm I'm curious now. How can you tell? Because uh, to me, know, they always look poised. There was this one particular night, it was a SAG actors, and Julia, Ju- Julianne Moore showed up in a Chanel dress. And my heart just dropped because Carl Lagerfeld is like a perfectionist. And he must have not had time to really make sure that the dress fit her because the dress completely didn't fit her. It was too big for her. It, was, I, I, it just looked horrid. And her makeup was done funky. And she just looked so unhappy on the red carpet. And I just thought to myself, oh, my God, she's wearing a Chanel dress right off the Paris runway. And she looks completely miserable. But then there are times when you see Julianne Moore, when she walks the red carpet, like if she's wearing a Tom Ford or she's wearing a Gucci dress, I mean, you could just tell she feels amazing, even though you may not like the dress. I and mean, some of those dresses are just horrid. But, the, but they make it look great because they look so happy in it. It's their night. They're feeling it. You know, they... They walk proudly down the red carpet in it. And I, if I were to dress somebody, I want somebody to feel the same way about the, the outfit that I put them in. I want them to feel, you know, I look like, I look awesome. I'm walking down, take those pictures, pose, and just, you know, move forward. Those are my favorite people to watch. I like that. We have a write-in from a girl. She's asking, Nali, I'm not even trying to pronounce this. I think it's Nalia, Natalia. Okay. Anyway, in Hollywood, California, wants to know, if you're going to prom or an event, is there any way you can look as good as someone does on the red carpet? Wow. Well, that depends on your budget. Um, Now, I know that a lot of people say it doesn't make the difference if the dress is cheap. If you're going to buy cheap dresses, stay away from bright colors because it makes it look cheaper. Go with the darker colors. You could get away much better on the red carpet. You want to go minimal makeup. You know, I always, there's a difference between doing prom and doing a red carpet because doing a red carpet, you have to have your makeup is so caked on and so heavy for the bright lights that a prom yep. just isn't going to look, you're going to look cheap if you walk into a prom like that. So you need to dress appropriately. But if you want to look on a red carpet, stick with simple statement pieces and you know my grandmother used to tell me that one of the things that I can do is get yourself dressed turn around and then turn yourself back around and look in the mirror and the first thing that you see take it off because you're wearing too much okay 
So it could be like a like a big I'll try shiny. That next time. It's kind of weird. It's like if you if you've got a hat, big earrings, a big purse, uh, a poncho, you know you're probably you're probably overdoing the look. So keep the look simple, clean, and elegant. And that's because most red carpets are elegant. Very few people who want I mean, there people want to get attention. They're going to go outlandish on the red carpets. But the red carpets have actually gotten kind of boring. I mean. How long can you look at Beyonce in the same kind of dress for the last 10 years? I just, I can't look at her anymore. She wears the same kind of dresses every time. I need to see a new look from Beyonce. I need to see something different. It's, the dresses are beautiful, yes, but... I know different. we're going to get some hate mail from this, but I actually am not a huge fan of, um, of, of the way Beyonce dresses just because I always think it's too safe. I think she goes for sex appeal sells it straight mm-hmm. on that and stays really safe. So um, I know I'm going to get some hate, um, some hate mail for that. But well, you know, I had a I conversation with somebody today, um, yesterday, and what they said to me, which I thought was really interesting, it was another woman, and she said about Beyonce was that she needs to start dressing her age. And yep. I don't know what that means anymore because I don't know if there is an appropriate way to dress for your age. I think we're sort of kind of beyond that. I think as long as you look good and you feel good, you should be able to wear whatever you want to wear. But I think women are by far the most judgmental of other women. And, and I think women dress for women. Women don't dress really for men. So um, I know that a lot of men probably think that we do, but it's not really. You, think, you want to dress like everybody else in the room. You want to get as much attention from all the girls in the room. You want all the girls to think you, your dress is you beautiful. You look the best. So, yeah, women dress for men. I mean, I mean, women dress for women, not for men. So, no. um, go ahead, Paul. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> I Paul's, said nuts. <laughs> you just said nuts. No, it's it's true. Girls, it's, I think it's the cattiness in it. No, all joking aside, girls really do dress um, for other women. But like I said, I've I've seen some of the nicest ways I've ever seen girls dress for the carpet are are genuinely conservatively. I love to yeah, the, see. Yeah, I mean, because of the dresses, yeah. They, they really do. Uh, you know, there's so many things that you have to know when you get on the red carpet. You've got to know that when you're standing in front of a bunch of lights, they can't see through your dress. Yeah. You know, that's, that, or get in front of a whole bunch of lights and see, make sure that they didn't leave a lot of white powder all over your face. I mean, that stuff lives forever if you're a celebrity. And, I mean, it's just stylist. I. Hang on, I, yeah. I can tell you from experience, it lives forever even when you're not a celebrity. You can yeah, still find me does. online with my dress over my head because I fell <laughs> and my spank showing the world. So even if you're not a celebrity, guys, it does. It lives forever. It lives forever, and it's just it's so difficult. But I, I think the best people on the red carpet are the people that feel the best. I mean, Reese Witherspoon has been wearing the same kind of dress I think for the last 10 years, but every time she steps on the red carpet, she looks fabulous because she, she feels fabulous. I mean, you could just tell. She looks really happy. She, she loves what she's wearing. She keeps it simple. She's having fun. But it's the same, you know, she wears the same. Mer- and look at Sofia Varaga. I mean, that girl wears the same dress. Every, and, every red carpet, same dress. And can she keep wearing that one? Because I'm kind of cool with that one. <laughs> See, and a lot of people, I know what she's like, but that works for her. It's like, mm-hmm. that's what you do. I mean, she feels the best in it. I sat at the Emmys behind her when she was wearing um, this green, I got to think it was an Ely Saab dress. And when she stood up, she looked amazing. I mean, I, they all looked amazing. The whole cast from Modern Family looked amazing. Julie Bowman looked incredible. 
And I was just shocked that they, they all looked really healthy. But, I mean, she just, when she stood up, she commanded the room. She was having the time of her life in that dress. And most people can't pull it off, but she's been pulling it off for, you know, 10 years. I say keep going, girl. Wear it as long as you want. You know, I, I got to agree with you. I think confidence is really the number one thing that people underwrite for red carpets. You know, and I that's different because confidence, you're not confident when you're in high school. Nobody's really confident. I mean, I know there's a lot of seniors. Some of them are really confident, but prom is so scary. Everybody wants to look the best. And, the, you know, I just, I always tell these girls that are going to prom, keep it simple, have fun. You know, you, you want to you wanna make it a magical night. Wear what you want to wear that's going to make you feel really great. That's how you, that's how you do it for prom. I like that. That's actually a really, really good way of doing that. Guys, yeah. we're going to go to break. When we come back, I'm going to ask Stacey Blanchett a couple more of your questions. We're going to talk about what she's doing now, her favorite people, her least favorite people, and get a little more Hollywood dish. <laughs> I'm Summer Hallied. We are on with Stacey Blanchett and Paul Michael Bolin. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Tune in every week for Sex Out Loud. Host Tristan Taramino will discuss everything from sexual pleasure to sexual politics. Get an insider's perspective from leaders in the adult film industry, the LGBT community, and the sex-positive world. From kink to non-monogamy, nothing is off-limits. Plus, you can call in to join the conversation. Sex Out Loud airs every Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to the Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to the Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, 
Hey guys, welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, Paul Michael Bolin and Stacey Blanchett, talking about all things Hollywood. I know we had a lot of write-ins and I'm telling you, I wish we could record what we talk about in the breaks and I might start doing that. We were talking about the fashion of the 80s. Uh, Stacey loved it. I, I think I'm just a little traumatized. I was more into the 90s, so I looked a little like Courtney Love in my teen years. Not a proud moment for me. Grunge was a thing. Um, and I think there are great things from every decade, but there are, there are some bad ones. I mean, even, you know, in, in the early 2000s, the bronzer was overdone. We all have those moments. Uh, a oh, young the girl grand moment. Oh. <laughs> the bronze, the bronze, the bronze age was the uh, early 2000s. But yeah, what's with we the had tight a pants right these days? I just don't Pardon? get that. That's just not, yeah, the tight pants. I don't know. That's just, uh, no. The hyster- I, what did my grandmother call them? Hysterectomy pants. Mm-hmm. When I can tell what somebody's religion is by the size by their pants, and no, I'm not doing that. You know, I, I gotta say it's uh, it, it it is interesting. Um, we were talking about embarrassing moments. You know, I've I've humiliated myself in front of the king of Nigeria. I've been on TMZ with my dress over my head. Um, I didn't actually think there was a king of Nigeria. That was a whole different thing. Made a complete ass of myself. <laughs> I've done it on every red carpet in front of every celebrity possible. So I'm actually pretty well known known amongst my friends for taking uh, you know head dives right off the red carpet. But for everyone else, how do we get past those embarrassing moments, Stacey? Like, how do you recover? You know, as I was saying during the break, I don't think you ever recover from the embarrassing moments. And I think what's really cool about it is now you can look back on it and you can laugh. That's how you get over it, is you just laugh about it because everybody has them. I mean, it's, it's, high school is one big, long, embarrassing moment for everybody. And especially when you're in fashion, because there's always somebody who's doing it better than you, that looks better than you, and it's, you know, you try something and it doesn't work. Perms, bad perms that didn't work out. I look back on a lot of my embarrassing stuff, and I just, I laugh. I think it's just funny. I probably still embarrass myself today. Now I'm just lazy. I want to be comfortable. It's like, it's like, do you want to walk the red carpet? No, I'll go the back way just so I can go in and sit down. But um, See, I, I you know, try to I avoid the red carpet. I get it. But my assistant, like, shoves me down. She's like, no, I'll tell your publicist, get your fat ass <laughs> no, on the red carpet. <laughs> like, I don't want to get on. You just called up my fat ass. But, no, I, I get it. Um, so yeah, for I just, girls, it just, yeah, I, I thought it was really interesting that Miley Cyrus was uh, no longer walking red carpets. When she goes to events now, she no longer walks the red carpet. I thought, because I actually look forward to seeing what Miley Cyrus was going to do in the red. Some of it was outlandish, of course, but yeah. it, you know, she had a lot of fun with fashion, she and was that was really a lot nice of. I, I thought that was a lot of fun to watch. She's also a really nice person and one of the few nice young women in Hollywood. You have Ariana Grande, who's a complete bitch. You have a few of the girls. I mean, the young girls in Hollywood, half of them are spoiled, entitled shits. Miley Cyrus was actually very, very nice. And part of the reason she's not walking, this is kind of an underground rumor, is she just got really kind of sick of everyone's shit. Because she did put herself out there. She was a little wild. She's old enough. Well, you know, but she also dressed very, very well. I mean, she dressed in Chanel's. I mean, they did a really nice job in some of the stuff. I mean, uh, she has impeccable taste when it comes to fashion. Like I said, I mean, some of her stuff was really unreal. But I got it. You know what I mean? Like, I got where she was going with it. I got what, 
She dressed appropriately for what she was doing and what red carpet it was. If it was MTV, it was wild and out there. If it was going to be, you know, the Grammys, she was trying to, I I just, I really enjoyed watching her, her dress. Now, I mean, like I said, I don't agree with all of her choices, but I'm just saying I I got it. I mean, and I I like a lot of these young girls and stuff, and I I think a lot of them do dress really nicely. Um, Some of them just need to get, you know, you could say get new looks or, you know, whatever. But, you know, if it works for them, it works for them. And Britney Spears' dress is really, I like the way yeah. she dresses on the red carpet. But, you know, that's not my generation. I'm 20 years older than these guys. So I'm looking at people like Nicole Kidman. And I don't know what's going on there. But she needs to get yeah. a new stylist because whoever's dressing her is not doing her justice. I mean, she gets so many yeah. misses. And she, she does. There's no reason She's for her to have that. She you know, she can wear anybody. She can wear anybody. She can wear any dress she wants. There's no reason for her to be dressing in some of these dresses that just are just absolutely horrid. I, I got to say, she's one of my Aussie girls. My heart goes out to her. I love Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. Ironically, the three women you mentioned, when you talk about Miley Cyrus, when you talk about Britney Spears, when you talk about Nicole K- Kidman, you're actually talking about three of the nicest people in Hollywood. And I think that translates as well. If you're, if you're nice, if you're kind, if you're smiley, it comes out. And if you are a real bitch, it eventually comes out. Back to you again, Ariana Grande. But um, <laughs> seriously, well, you it know does what? eventually I'm actually come really out. impressed. I, I really do enjoy watching Kim Kardashian dress. I mean, I may not agree with everything that she wears. Yep. But when she's in Paris Fashion Week, I'm all over it. I mean, I just think that she, from head to toe does a really, really good job wearing the high-end high end designers. So I, I do enjoy watching the Kardashian women dress. I think they all dress very well. I, I do agree with that. We have about three minutes to close. Where, where are you next? I saw you a couple of weeks ago, and I have to tell you guys this story. So I told um, Stacey that my mom's show got sold to Nickelodeon. I mentioned it to my mom and forgot to clarify, so my mom actually found out from Stacey that her show got sold to Nickelodeon. <laughs> oh my god I'm so sorry <laughs> no that was great I thought it was fantastic she called me she said did my I, no, I just think that is, I'm, I am so happy for your mom I just I just I just can't believe it I think that I knew how hard she worked on that pilot and putting everything together and I talked to her about it for months before she was getting ready to do it I talked to her after she did it and I knew there was a lot of work that went into it I mean this was a year ago at yeah. least it was it, no. It was actually a year ago. In about one month, it will be a full year since she actually started um, creating a script and came up with the idea. So a year ago. So yeah, actually, yeah, we're in November. So people, the end of this month. And I just month. don't think that people realize how hard it is to do what you did in terms of getting your mom. I mean, that's a that's a show in itself. I know so many people who will pay people to create a show, and then try to go and pitch it to networks when they have no contacts to get into the networks no, again. You, you've got to know someone. You know, it, doors only open when you know someone. It's, it's that simple. They have to know you, yeah. they have to trust you, and they have to know the product is going to show up because it's a big financial risk. It is. Yeah. You know, um, that's a show in itself you, right there. It, it's true. It, it, it is not so good. It would be a good show, except I don't think any studio would um, pay, pay the FCC fines for the amount of cussing that we do. Um, now, yeah. Stacey, I, I saw you quite recently over at uh, one of the uh, over at a charity event for homeless to hot animals. I know you're really into the animal charities. We've got about two minutes until the end of the show. Where can everyone find you now? What are you up to right now? 
Wow. Um, let's see. My P, I'm doing a lot of, of uh, PR marketing, and I pick it, picked up uh, four new clients just this week alone. I'm picking up another magazine. I picked up the Women's History Museum here in San Diego, and we're playing a big fundraiser. I'm trying to get Annie Leibovitz and Gloria Steinem to come to San Diego. So that's one of the big things I'm working on. And um, I'm still doing, uh, I've got a fashion show I'm partnering with in New York for the magazine and a fashion show actually this weekend coming up in Los Angeles that I'm partnering with. What's, with what's the, the name of the fashion show in L.A.? Well, it's actually going to be, it's called Rev L.A., and it's going to be in downtown L.A. It's going to be for a whole weekend, but it's a very unique experience. And what they're doing is people that are going to be there are going to have booths. It's, um, I want to call it like a one giant flea market, but it's really for buyers and boutique owners to come in, buy the clothes at wholesale, and take them literally off the rack to their stores. So they're no longer waiting anymore. Um, you're going to get a chance to make your deals right then and there. And then they've got a designer coming from Hungary that's going to be showcasing, Nicole Miller showcasing at this this, uh, weekend. Uh, They're actually doing fashion shows at night uh, on Saturday and Sunday in Los Angeles at Rev L.A. So check that out, guys. I will keep you up to date on what Stacey Blanchett's doing, and maybe if we're very, very nice and beg, she'll come on again and tell us how to be gorgeous. Stacey, thank you for being on the show. We're definitely going to have you on again because we have a lot of write-ins. Guys, it's the end of the show. Thank you for all of your write-ins, all of your comments. Next week, we have Sean Wheaton on the show. We have Cindy Honig on the show. Yes, to those writing in, we will bring Stacey back on the show. I'm Summer Helly. We have Paul Michael Ball and Stacey Blanchett. And thank you to Dr. Russ. Good night, guys. Good night. Good night, Summer. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.